Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Young Versus Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith, as I am this and every Sunday. And with me uh, is, uh, is the host of Pod Cusack, the podcast that is rocking both the movie podcast landscape and the middling white actors podcast landscape. <laughs> it's Matt hey, Strickland. Colby, thank you so much for having me. Matt Strickland is here. So, Matt, <laughs> right away, uh, I want to tell you that we have another guest as well. And Oh, my God. So we're going to be talking about basketball today, and uh, you know you've heard of you've heard of Woj bombs, right? Sure. Well, our next guest drops freaking Emily Dunker's bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take that as my intro. Hello, I'm Emily Duncan. Thanks for having me. Here. <laughs> Emily Duncan is here. You may know her as an internet food celebrity. But here she is today to not talk about this thing she's really good at, but instead talk about this thing she knows a lot about, which is the NBA. Yeah, but I'm terrible at. Ooh, boy, <laughs> I'm not good at basketball. <laughs> I think the three of us should be like, we could be like a three-on-three tournament, right? Oh, okay. Go into the, the Ice Cube League. Oh, tell me the about the Ice Cube League, league please. <laughs> you don't know he started, Ice Cube started a basketball league that's like... Uh, Three on three with like ex players like Joe Johnson and oh wow you don't know about this I don't know really about this last year it feels now like, I know about it yeah it feels like it's more on the it's more in Ice Cube news than NBA news <laughs> yeah, yeah this is <laughs> an Ice Cube news story yeah well it was, uh, it was yeah. really popular and uh, I think we should apply as far as like business moves that Ice Cube has made in his like career, I feel like this is a pretty strong one. Oh yeah, I mean, mm. I feel like people love yeah, very much the flip side of course. supporting Trump in this last election. <laughs> that which was a business decision. I mean, say what you want about Trump, he knows a lot about three on three basketball. You know the man. The man supports three-on-three basketball. Dude, the man can who? I'll say that for him. (laughs) No. (laughs) Wow. Well, friends, you know, when you were giving me that intro, I thought you were going to talk about a strict bomb because we had one explode in our basketball chat. I know. Just very recently. I know it's a topic on the list. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. No, no. There is no... You know, these topics that I sent you guys before the show began are really just items on a shelf to be picked at at random. There is no structure. There is only the freedom of choice that you would encounter at, say, a Trader Joe's, a a, a food town, uh, an associated market, a Gristides, a Park Slope Food Co-op, if you're a member. I'm not sure I understand. Can you give me another example? <laughs> a, a Whole Foods, if you nasty. Oh, uh, okay. I get it now. Emily, have you ever been inside a Whole Foods? I have, actually. It's like a freaking Wild West in there. It is crazy. What a crazy business. People grabbing have everything. Have you heard? Amazon, so Amazon owns Whole Foods now, mm-hmm. right? They also have now started, I guess, in California, Amazon Fresh as like a grocery chain. Oh, this boy. bothers me. 
I'm not into this at all. Yes. Yeah. I don't need Amazon moving into physical stores, you know? I don't want any more. I don't want them expanding. There's there's an Amazon Go store in Manhattan, New York. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Where they just haven't like, been there in a long time, just, honestly. <laughs> I was I, I walked by it the other day, and there it's just like odds and ends, like stuff. Mm. It's like there's tech stuff. It's like a it's it's like just a random selection of goods with no like cohesion. This is, by is the that... way, this is a business podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's where this is going, right? We're we're pivoting. (laughs) Exactly. We were able to talk about basketball for four minutes. (laughs) And it was the ice cube. And it was the ice cube league. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. Because we were going to talk about how we would be in a three-on-three league as a team, and I think the answer is passable. Yeah, (laughs) not that league, but like an amateur league. The sad thing is I think that I would be the big if we were a three-on-three team, mm-hmm. and I'm like five foot eight and a half. Actually, I'm five foot nine, and I... Okay, so you're, so <laughs> you're the, the big, big, Colby's the guard, and I'll, yeah. I'll be on the wing. Yeah, I'm yeah, bringing the ball was, up the When court. I played basketball, my role was just to be tall. I would just stand at the basket Sweet. and wait. Hands so we'll, up. we'll dump the ball into you. You're, you'll be like our Kevin McHale with the low post moves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I've got. Yeah. So in the playoffs, else. I mean, I can confirm that uh, in the playoffs, whenever everybody was going crazy about that Bam Adebayo block, uh, mm. Emily texted me and said, nothing I haven't done before. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's I, we have a group chain. I texted Colby separately because I didn't want to interrupt the flow. Well, yeah, you were like, everybody's so excited about this thing. I don't want to crush their good time. I really uh, appreciate it. Make it weird, but let's be honest. (laughs) I don't want to make it about me. I've done it. I've been there. I've done it. Seen it. Well, speaking of Emily's incredible skills, uh, as we were preparing (laughs) the episode, uh, Emily sent uh, a really just enjoyable uh, uh, news item, I guess is what you would call it this week. Which is a mock draft, a loosely news item, for the upcoming 2020-2021 basketball season, from a website called Roto World, which I it was not yeah. familiar with. It appears to be owned by NBC, based on the peacock <laughs> and its logo. I know they have a peacock. Um, they. I guess aggregate sports news, but also have people who write for them because there was a lot of editorial in this mock draft. This was wild. This was like, uh, this, yeah, their commentary was very interesting. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. I said it out. I want to hear what you guys think also. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. So the mock draft, uh, I'll just kick things off here. Uh, first person, (laughs) number one pick round one. James Harden. Which... And they argue in this that there is no other possible argument for anyone else as number one pick. I sent it, I should say, I sent this with the note. It seems clear to me that uh, no one at Roto World watches basketball. <laughs> well, anyway, go this, on. Is, this underlines the dichotomy between real basketball and fantasy basketball, right? Because mm-hmm. this is clearly, these are fantasy like dudes 
who don't like who the, yeah. uh, the actual basketball it doesn't really matter like that's why fucking john collins went fifth pick in the second round like if mm-hmm. john collins went above paul george and ben simmons and jimmy butler it's just because they probably like play in a weird league where john double, collins double went most... above Embiid. yeah like <laughs> yeah but the man gets double doubles you can't you know <laughs> i'm sure that's the kind of shit that yeah they... whatever their point system is yeah the idea that like who is it like uh yeah carl anthony towns was fifth yes right. that was like the before I lebron before about. like <laughs> before Kawhi. <laughs> i had to like look him up and be like do i remember wrong that was i started having like when i saw that yeah Kawhi and lebron were 11 and 12 i was like okay maybe there's an argument for this and then i was looking at all the ones i thought and i was like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to like go in way. and look. I was like, "Did I forget something? Did I, did someone get injured and like I just forgot?" Carl <laughs> yeah. Anthony Towns is drafted ahead of Steph Curry. Also, uh, yeah. like I truly like this is this is really it's really insane. A couple of things I think they've got right. Uh, Paul George is pretty low on the list. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. can we just? divert real quick and talk about did you see paul george talking shit on uh doc rivers doc, doc rivers yes i did on, on matt barnes podcast yes i did he was i have all, not seen this paul george Tell basically went on matt barnes it. podcast and and said essentially last season was bad because doc rivers wanted me to be jj reddick or ray allen and he didn't use me in like pick and rolls or post-ups mm-hmm. and that's why we were bad or that's why we had such a uh, you know embarrassing exit from the playoffs and then i saw kevin o'connor from the ringer retweet it with well actually uh paul george finished 33 percent of his uh, possessions in pick and rolls which is his all-time career high so i'm not quite sure what he's talking about (laughs) kevin o'connor but it really he's always very like (laughs) political and like not trying to call anyone a fucking moron but he was yeah. just like yeah really interesting comment from paul george here considering he's fucking wrong <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like paul george is such a bitch let's, i mean let's, yeah let's he is he's a fucking like <laughs> doc rivers is like a legendary coach and the second he's gone he's just like yeah it was doc's fault he used yeah. me wrong paul george right. is also the guy if i recall correctly who after the clippers were knocked out uh by the nuggets said well, you know, this wasn't the go for broke year. This was just the first year of a new era of Clippers basketball. And it's like, what planet are you on? Like taking, like, <laughs> of course he was just saying that to like shift blame away from himself. But if it's something he actually believes, that is the funniest possible take you can have. <laughs> Dude, he's such a loser. This is also the dude who, after Dame Lillard hit the, like, game and series winner over him, all he could say was, I don't know, it was a bad shot. He shouldn't have taken it. It was a bad (laughs) shot. It's like, fucker, I don't know if you know this, but he just ended your season. Like, (laughs) all George sucks. He sucks. All George sucks. I'm actually really glad to hear this because I feel like I have a personal grudge against Paul George related to the whole Kawhi Toronto to Clippers thing. Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, like, and Paul George became like a package and they were like okay you can have Kawhi but you have to also like or like Kawhi was like I'll come but you have to also get Paul George and like the only deal they could get for that was like to give up Kyle Lowry and the Raptors were like fucking no Um, yeah and 
And I'm just so glad we didn't go with that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was very vindicating dogs. for me as a Raptors fan. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you, uh, uh, I, I forget, what do you make, Emily, of this? There was a thing I, I, I heard on some podcast last week or the week before that Kawhi was unhappy with his season at the Clippers because he didn't want to be the guy bringing the ball up the court. Like he really liked having Kyle Lowry in Toronto to like do that for him. Did you hear this? Oh, interesting. I had not heard that. No, but it doesn't surprise me necessarily. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a very like, I feel like Kawhi is just a very particular person. Yeah. uh, Not someone that I would draft in my fantasy league, to be honest. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) Yeah, not put him in my fantasy. The league. first very time I, I, he's very particular, <laughs> and they do that thing with him. They do the load man, the load management thing with him, where he just like, oh, like he's got these incredible stats, but like he he misses like every third game or something. I'm yeah, well, are as someone like... who has had him on uh, uh, ESPN <laughs> fantasy teams in the past and have been frustrated. <laughs> I mean, not to call out friend of the show. Uh, notorious Clippers fan, Maggie Widows, but you got to come get your boys here. I mean, these guys are <laughs> fucking lame as shit. I need a Is point that? guard. I don't want to play pick and roll. Fuck both of you. You fucking <laughs> children. You coddled little fucking whiny bitches. Fuck the Clippers. Fuck. It's like oh, you George. got everything you want <laughs> and you're going to be like... <laughs> You fucking, yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> you are such fucking entitled fucking bitches. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Bring the ball up yourself. You're supposed to be the superstar. You're supposed to be a finals MVP two times. Fucking play the game. <laughs> I mean, as a Canadian, I love Kawhi forever, but also, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to accidentally lose my citizenship with what I say on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the police just show up at my door like, we heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mounties don't know this, but she was winking a lot when she said she loved Kawhi forever. So No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Emily was like, I love Kawhi forever. And then like held up that she had her fingers crossed. <laughs> you can't prove anything (laughs) wait this only records sound right yeah yeah, but the zoom goes to our patrons (laughs) i think that is (laughs) mounty service is our biggest patron on patreon yeah the only one who signed up for a thousand dollars a month if i could if i could (laughs) do a brief aside about uh patreon perks i think Oh, you like one? I feel like a common one for podcasts is you can watch us record the episode. Like you can watch the Zoom of us recording the episode, and I think that is the lamest perk. <laughs> you can I don't want to see your dumb faces. Yeah, seriously, all the stuff we edit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is no way that this experience would be enhanced by seeing us while we're talking right now. <laughs> no, way. no way, no way. Well, you would be able. To I see can my see us, sweater. and I'm telling you right now. Oh, what you say, well, man? It is a very nice sweater. You could be able to see my brand new sweater. Oh, it's brand new? Holy shit, show yeah. that thing off. It's a black sweater, listeners. It's black a sweater? green black sweater. What are we but talking? Comfy. Everlane? We're talking Macy's, baby. Yes! It's black Friday Ooh. sale. Get that Black store. Friday deal. Store. <laughs> it was $20 <laughs> marked down from 70 So I bought one for my uh, brother for Christmas and got one for myself, you know? 
Nice. And this, just so you know, Matt, this will come out before Christmas. So just if if you want me to edit that out, that is chill. Yeah, dude, edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) So since we're talking about uh, former Raptors and where they have ended up, should we talk Mark Gasol to the Lakers? Sure. Yeah. Why would the Lakers want Mark Gasol? Listen, I'm a Raptors fan. I love the guy, but I was hoping he'd get traded. <laughs> I mean, He's so slow moving. <laughs> he was bad in the bubble, but I feel like for the Lakers, you have Anthony Davis as your big who can like guard pretty much any other big if they're like a fast, you know. Carl Anthony Towns type, but you can put Gasol on Jokic and he can pass from the elbow. Like he's still a really good passer and a really smart defender. I feel like that's exactly what the Lakers needed. He helps the Lakers yeah. more than he helped the Raptors or mm. would help the Raptors, I would think. That actually makes sense. Yeah. That okay. You have a very he good can point. Shoot threes <laughs> or before the bubble he could shoot threes. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. His point scoring was down all year, really, uh, mm-hmm. just as, like, a Raptors fan. <laughs> like, uh, and he's never been, like, a big points man anyway. Yeah. But, like, you know, yeah, he can, he can like, set it up and shoot a three sometimes. And that is good. That is – and, like, yeah, it's like they had Dwight Howard. They'll get Marc Gasol. That's a big improvement. Yeah. You know? It's a huge improvement. Dwight That's Howard – That's, like, a massive, <laughs> a massive I... upgrade. I will stand by what I texted our basketball thread at one point during the playoffs, which was, is there any way we can get the Lakers to win and somehow Dwight Howard does not get the ring? <laughs> the guy is so frustrated to watch. I was rooting for that team through the entire offseason, or the, or the postseason, rather, and I was just like, God, I can't fucking stand this piece of shit. <laughs> like, just looking at him made me mad, where he would, like, he would, like, like, so, like he literally had one play at one point during uh, one of the postseason games where he like he like clotheslined someone as they ran by him under the basket, and then the rest call it, and he's just like, psh, psh. <laughs> it's like, ugh. He I love dirty, that the, the he Lakers are better than that. Here's the thing. Uh, it's like, okay, so, all right, I hear what you're saying there, but also he was statistically like pretty good for me on my fantasy team. Ah. It was like, if you're not watching him, he's actually like, great. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sure. (laughs) As long as you don't have to like, look at what he's doing. Yeah. I feel like there were a few times I really found myself cheering for him. One time he got like a a three pointer for the first time in like seven years or some shit like that (laughs) this season. And you're like, yes. And I was really excited about it. If there's one thing that Dwight Howard is good at, it is creating locker room turmoil and turning everyone against him. So I'm excited to like, let the boy cook, let Dwight cook in Philadelphia where they already have had so much chemistry issues. They have a really tense locker room and you get Dwight Howard in that locker room, and you're just going to let him fucking cause trouble and ruin shit. So I'm really... You know, that's actually... He is perfect Philadelphia energy. Like, if if anything, what they need is to become more toxic to become the Philadelphia fan. Yeah, he has has the energy of a Phillies fan. Yeah, yeah, they have to, like, embody their city a little more, and that's he's going to bring that in. Totally. That's what will bring them together. It it is a good fit. 
it is a good fit in that regard. Um, I I worry about how he and Embiid will get along. <laughs> Maybe too for well. <laughs> Just yeah. eating candy and drinking Shirley Temples. <laughs> Embiid seems, I don't know if that's true. I was going to say he seems nice, but I don't really know anything about his personality. I just know yeah. what I think of him. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my basketball opinions are more based on my feelings uh, than fantasy stats and I then anything true about them basketball-wise. <laughs> I feel that. I, it's like, I just want to get a look at the guy. And then I have everything I need to know. It's like... Mm-hmm. Like, for a long yeah, time, I was like... that's what I, I told like... the judge when they didn't put me on jury duty. <laughs> well, for a long time... I know what you're trying to say, Emily. <laughs> just kidding. For a long time, I was like... Oh, Anthony Davis is so weird looking. I don't like him. I don't think he's good. <laughs> and he's just proven me wrong at every step yeah. of the way. He's very good. Yes, he's very good. <laughs> but I do tend to like the players who are more handsome. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> like I mean, LeBron yeah. is so good, but he's also a good looking guy. He's and that's a, part of what, he's why he's so popular. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to the M- NBA, I'm there for the eye candy. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about Jimmy I mean, Butler's looks. Bu- a bubble beard? That I thought was, that was choice. I mean, Jimmy Butler is also a really handsome guy. Handsome guy? Handsome guy. I mean, loves to fish, loves country music. Wow. Really weird. My type? Yeah, I feel like yeah. checking down my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, I'm taken, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, since we're talking about uh, all these trades and players moving around and stuff, and since we've got Matt here, we've got to we can't not touch on the fate of russell westbrook your favorite player yeah oh wait i started to say this earlier the strip bomb we got uh we got to talk about that man how did you know i got leaked sources man like and that's only like half a joke i my (laughs) friend phil's i can't say any last names but my friend phil his brother-in-law works for the media company of a pretty high up important basketball player and wow no you know they had a lot of insights and a lot of uh you know the hush hush info and through the grapevine it got down to me so i called rust to the wizards what like two weeks ago yeah i was just gonna look up exactly what date it was on because it was like it was uh it was before thanksgiving yeah it was november 24th yeah. So the Tuesday Called before it. Thanksgiving, you were let, you said, and I quote, I've heard through some of my league sources, Westbrook to Wiz. Not reported yet, but you hear, heard it here first. <laughs> yep, you heard it there first. And Strip it's off. true. I heard it there first. <laughs> and Matt, you got to say, I told you so. Mm, which is, I don't know if there's a sweeter sentence in the English <laughs> language than I told yeah. you so. That was a great gamble that you took because if you if that hadn't happened, I don't know that any of us would have really remembered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We say a lot of bullshit on that thread. So like, because also it was so early. It was two whole weeks 
before, before it, was, yeah. it was confirmed officially in the media. Uh-huh. Well, now you know. Next time I say some some player to some team, <laughs> two weeks later, the- we're gonna find <laughs> out. By the way, Giannis, Steph, and LeBron all to the Knicks. You heard your first. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, how are the Knicks doing? What's going on there? Oh, boy. Well, Kevin Knox is going to have a huge year. Yeah, so the big news (laughs) of the Knicks Sox offseason, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, making jokes about, like, oh, it's the best offseason of years just because the Knicks didn't do anything stupid. And, like, okay, Mm -hmm. we'll see. It's to be determined if the Knicks didn't do anything stupid. But it's going to be a great (laughs) offseason. Never put it past them. (laughs) Because our – our former, you know, rook first round pick, Kevin Knox, is coming into camp in shape and expects a huge season. Now, how much more excited could you be? He is in shape. This is Kevin Knox, the person who had the worst true shooting percentage of all time last year. He's in shape. <laughs> Things are looking up for the fucking Big Apple, baby. <laughs> I'm hoping he's done like the Michael Jordan thing and gotten not just like in shape, but like buff, like really, like like really filled himself <laughs> yeah, out. Like, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Like doubled in, in size, like Kimbo slice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, then they can start calling I, uh, him Fort Knox unironically. <laughs> <laughs> I read, after you said that around, I read an article in defense of Kevin Knox. Uh, and their defense, this is not my, <laughs> I don't have enough Kevin Knox information to make my own opinions here, but they said that uh, even though on the surface it might seem like he had a really bad second year, in fact, in some of the places where it mattered in terms of his, like, percentage on different things, he grew just a little bit. Not obviously in shooting, mm. but but he took a lot less oh. bad shots. So actually, some of his percentages went up. <laughs> uh, so what he did was he figured out where to shoot from, just not how well, to shoot from there. Well, that's the first you know? step, you know? Yeah, he. they call it a sophomore slump, man. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what? Now I'm feeling great. <laughs> yeah. The first step to getting good at basketball is learning not to just throw the ball at the hoop from any random spot on the court. <laughs> and arguably, that is what he did his first year. <laughs> the second year, he chose his spots on the court. <laughs> all right. So maybe by, you know, year number three, four, he'll, he'll get a few of them in, in the actual basket. We'll see. I'm, 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 I'm optimistic he's in shape you know yeah he's, the, he's, he's been shape. working out he's feeling good he's, he's working out for it. and so, one of the funniest things about the tweet that you sent matt is that i think pretty sure it includes the phrase sources confirm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is so funny that there are like it's just so funny to imagine that reporters are like does kevin knox think he's gonna have a huge season or what well, we got to get a, at least a second or third opinion on yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they teach you in journalism school. You need two or three mm-hmm. sources to really know something. And mm-hmm. by golly, they got them. Yeah. Can yeah, I tell the said, story? Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Emily. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say that the quote says that he's expecting a huge season for himself. And I, yes. I'm expecting a huge season for him, too. Anyway, go on. Whatever you were going to say. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell uh, the brief story of the only time I've gone to see the Knicks, was, which, which was with you, Matt. Um, yeah. This was, I think it was 2018. So Russ was still on OKC. Oh, Yeah. And they, we went to this game because it was like OKC, and it's like, oh, we're going to get to see Res, uh, Westbrook play. And so, like, we go, and it's like, yeah, they're playing the Knicks, but, like, you know, at least we'll get to see Westbrook, like, do something crazy, you know, just, like, do something awesome. And, and uh, we didn't see that. No, we did not. <laughs> not a single time <laughs> did he go nuts. Like, <laughs> one play. And then they were they went up by like fifteen, and then Russ was like, "All right, I'm just gonna take the last six yes. minutes off." He didn't even play. <laughs> Spectacular. Yes. Uh, but uh, well, they say don't meet your heroes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think the best thing about that game was the decision to get uh, Momofuku chicken sandwiches in uh, halftime. Uh, yeah, I think like two thirds of us were hungover as shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah and that it helped oh it was great yeah anyway i'm excited russ is back on the east coast uh uh after that one time he was in new york and we saw him play here <laughs> for okc <laughs> i have the wizards yeah, russ welcome to the nation's capital that's right what's the deal with the freaking wizards man what's like what's going on down there I mean, no one knows. No one. Knows, I mean, people right? have been studying their behavior for decades. <laughs> no one can <laughs> tell a thing about the wizards. Anthropologists yeah. say that they're one of the more unpredictable creatures in the of the species. It's, <laughs> they're weird. I would argue that in some ways they're predictable. I mean, I guess they <laughs> always seen them be particularly good. <laughs> I I will say that the. Someone someone said the Russell Westbrook John Wall trade was like a version of the Gilbert Arenas Richard Lewis trade, but everyone's just more angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Still Matt, as a stop, as a fan of Russ, are you planning on watching these games? Oh yeah, I actually my initial instinct was maybe the wizards are actually going to be good like i don't think i don't think realistically you can hope for more than like a seven seed because you mm-hmm. have milwaukee miami brooklyn philly indiana who else is good in the east coast i mean there's there's at least five or six teams that are certainly better than them but i think mm. they'll be a seven seed because beal's still really good they got Denny, the kid from Israel, who everyone thinks is great. Rui Hachimura is going to be a year older. They still got Thomas Bryant, Bertans coming back. They have, like, guys who are not <laughs> terrible. Um, and then Russ is, I think, I think he can play better with Beal than he could with Harden because Harden mm. really wants the ball in his hands. And Beal, yeah. for the longest, I mean, he also probably does, but I think he's a little bit more willing to play off ball than Harden was so Mm -hmm. I don't know it's I feel like it could be a disaster but I feel like it's more likely to be you know there'll be a a low playoff seed I have to say how impressed I am 
at how no. familiar you are with the Wizards lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was like Google to double check, but <laughs> I, I was like I was like, okay, after Bradley Beal, I've never heard of any of these before. <laughs> well, okay, so I have heard of Rui Hachimura before because have you guys seen Japanese reality TV show Terrace House? <laughs> no. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's great. And they have the setup of Terrace House is basically that it's like a Japanese real world, except that everybody's like just very polite and wants a good job. I don't know. It's like there's not like it takes like eight, like three seasons for people to kiss. Like, it's, <laughs> wow. So it's like real uh, world, but less interesting. Yeah, they just put, except it's in many ways so much better. But, or like, it's just, it's different. It's like, they're both fascinating in different ways. Uh, But, so it's like, they put a bunch of people in a house, and then they have this, like, panelist of, like, comedians, Japanese comedian, like, pop culture commentary type people that, like, sit in a room and watch the tape back and comment on it. But, like, between scenes, it's fantastic. I would love to see this panel, do like, comment on anything. I love them so much. But for one of the episodes, one of the guys had to be out, and they had Rui Hachimura come in and fill in <laughs> and, like, do commentary with them on the show. Oh, that rocks. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> It was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> this is his, he's practicing. He's practicing for his post NBA career. You know, as a sports talking head. It seems like he's on the right track. Honestly, uh, if he can join that panel, he could do it. <laughs> Hear that, Rui? We believe in you. <laughs> yeah, Just don't try to get a rebound a if Russ is in the game. Him. Those are Russ's rebounds. You stay the fuck away. <laughs> yeah well yeah. that i i hope you're right i hope the wizards are good it would be fun for them to be good the wizards were the first uh nba game i ever went to as a child because uh I, we of course my whole family went to see michael jordan play on the wizards when i was a kid i think this was 2003 uh and i think i've told this story on the show before but they were down by one i forget who they were playing and they get the ball to jordan in the last couple seconds of the game and he puts it up and he misses the shot. <laughs> That's a much better memory Painful. than him winning. But than also, him winning. I, I think it kind of is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, who would care about a real, a weird game winner like when he played for the Wizards? Yeah, like, not with any, any uh, like time anybody cares about <laughs> in his career. Yeah. You anyway. got to see a legend fall apart in front of your eyes. Yeah, now, that's great. Just yeah. fucking crumbling. I mean, that's I remember- like that's like being at the last gladiator fight in the movie Gladiator. <laughs> you're in those stands. You're seeing Maximus, your hero, just fucking get taken down. That's a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nodding. I mean- I'm. I realize it's silent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you who I'm really excited for, though. I would like to officially announce on this show at this time that in the upcoming NBA season, I will be rooting for the Phoenix Suns. That is my Oh, yeah. This was on the list, and I need to know what the hell this means. That is my team. That is my team. Every year, we pick a team. And last year, for me, it was the Los Angeles Lakers, the championship winner. And this year... It is the Phoenix Suns. Well, you got Devin Booker, 
classic. You got CP3, Chris Paul, acquired from OKC, who, I don't know if you guys uh, uh, were checking ArizonaSports.com right before we recorded, but DeAndre Aiden is giddy. Absolutely not. He is giddy to have CP3. Giddy. My question is, who do you think's going <laughs> to punch Chris Paul first, Devin Booker or DeAndre so, Aiden? I'm glad you I, – I think between the two of them, it's going to be Devin Booker because DeAndre Aiden – I've got to pull up this quote. It's so funny because he's talking about how uh, he's like, I know Chris Paul's like going to be on our asses, but like that's what we need is what he says. And then he, the closing quote of this article is uh, DeAndre Aiden says, He's the leader and he's the vet. If he want me to jump, I got it. That's our vet and that's our leader. So whatever he wants, we locked and we buying in on it. No questions asked. I'm just ready. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> this team needs a leader. Yes. And they've decided it's you, Chris Paul. <laughs> I think what DeAndre Aiden has really done is outed himself as a classic sub. He's a sub, he's a simp, and he's also outed himself as having no respect for Devin Booker. <laughs> finally, this team has yeah. a We finally have someone we can look up to. Yes. Devin yeah. Booker is just Of course, he was referring to Ricky Mike. Rubio, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I truly do. <laughs> uh, well, they've got Jay Crowder now also. Uh, and I really oh, love... Yeah. I really love a team of guys who are like, I mean, Devin Booker's like, uh, like so good, obviously, but I really love a team of guys that's made up of a bunch of people who are like almost there, you know, it's like, they don't have like a big superstar, like a Giannis or a Anthony Davis or LeBron or something. What they have is four guys who are just about there. <laughs> they have Devin Booker who well, scored 78 points in okay. a game they lost. <laughs> <laughs> now okay wait now hear me out have you considered loving the toronto raptors because <laughs> we don't have a superstar <laughs> you want an underdog story how about an under dinosaur <laughs> kyle lowry is a superstar uh, in my book <laughs> yeah siakam i agree them. actually i think people always undervalue oh sorry what Matt, what'd you say? Oh, I said Siakam, man. He could take a leap. For sure. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he could take a leap. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I think, is consistently undervalued by people. Uh, like, when they list, like, people that are top of the top, honestly, I think he should be up there. He's really, he's held that, he held that team together last year. Him and Nick mm-hmm. Nurse is, like, in many ways, all that they've got and all that they need. <laughs> yeah, Nick Nurse is huge. He's a superstar. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, also he's wonderful. Lowry, and you're talking, he's very handsome. Uh, Sorry, Emily, go on. Yeah, oh, huge yeah, butt. Agree. Lowry's yeah. got a huge butt. <laughs> he's got that bubble butt. <laughs> he, got he got a dunk on him. Uh, yeah, dumps like a truck. Uh, he, so I just watched, um, right before this, I was watching TSN, which is like the Canadian sports network. Uh, a lady interviewing Nick Nurse on arriving in Tampa and everything. And at the end, she asked him to sing a little bit of Blue Christmas, and then he did it and giggled a bunch. And it was the most fun I've seen a basketball coach have on television. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he was so like, it was, it was like he committed to it right away and then immediately realized he didn't want to be doing it. <laughs> and then like kind of dismounted very charmingly. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> I had the most fun watching that interview. I didn't think like near the end, I was like, all right, well, that was fine. Like it's, you know, I just like hearing from Nick Nurse, but like, I wasn't like, wow, what a great interview. And then she's like, and how about, like, how, how many instruments did you bring? And he was like, my keyboard and my guitar. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> apparently that's oh a thing God. for him. <laughs> of all the uh, NBA coaches, who do you think would have the most Christmas spirit? Who do you think, like, really gets into the season? And, like, oh, man, does, like, question. the house decorations, like, makes the cookies, listens, like, Christmas music is on rotation in his house now. That is a great wow. question. Pop. I was going to say pop. <laughs> Can't you just pick it up by a <laughs> roaring a fire, a huge glass of red wine, <laughs> just singing along to Big Crosby? You know what? Yeah. I'm sold. That's my answer, too. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. That's great. What people don't know about these Spurs dinners that he organizes uh, that everyone has to go to all the time. You know, can we talk about this for a second? This is one of my favorite running things that I hear people talk about in interviews, like with players or with like, with like Steve Kerr or whatever, where they're just like, they'll drop anything to have dinner with pop. If he calls like there are so many stories that are just like, yeah, I was at the hospital. Um, my wife was crowning. Uh, my twins were on the way into this world. And I got a text from Pop saying, we're getting the team back together. It's happening right now in the back room of the Olive Garden downtown. And I said, honey, it's Pop. <laughs> How long do you think you can hold it? <laughs> I love, too, that the people who come to the dinners are like, Play, current players former players but then he yeah. also has like other coaches like you said steve kerr and it's like these are people who are like your rivals in the yes. league that you are making come like at your like do your bidding to eat pasta with you yeah it's like you're you're playing them in the playoffs next week and you're just like oh yes pop i will come yes thank you yeah anything for you pop <laughs> if pop calls you answer yeah, yeah. Oh. He fucking runs that shit. Pop rings the dinner bell. You come running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining him stoically without smiling, ringing a dinner bell is very funny to me right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's what we don't. That's what we don't know about those uh, those dinners is that he leads everybody in a sing along of "We wish you a merry Christmas" at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All year round. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, the man's got Christmas spirit. <laughs> That's a great question, though, Matt. <laughs> it's funny to me to imagine Mike D'Antoni yeah. doing it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tweet at the show, guys. Who who do you think is uh, has the most yeah, Christmas which, spirit? Yeah. Which NBA coach do you think has that Christmas spirit? Man, should we talk Christmas Day games? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we got some got fun ones. Segue. We got some fun yeah. ones coming up. We got freaking Dallas at Lakers, eight p.m. We got freaking. Well, let's just run through the whole schedule. Why not? I'm looking at it right now. I don't know why I'm teasing yeah. it like this. Pelicans at Heat <laughs> at noon. Warriors at Bucks mm-hmm. two two thirty. Nets at Celtics five. 
Mavs mm-hmm. at Lakers eight, Clippers at Nuggets, the rematch at ten thirty. All right, let's rank them. Okay, yes, we got five. Okay, I think number you, one. Let's go. Let's go from worst to best. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh. you're right. Worst game, I think, is going to be <laughs> Clippers Nuggets. I agree. Yeah. I think that's, that's the one worst. I'm least interested in watching. I, <laughs> they, I think the Clippers will get stomped uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jamal Murray being the year they turn it around. Oh, I love Jamal Murray, man. Yeah, he rocks. He's so Don't good. Don't you think he looks a yeah. little like Matt Caro? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Friend of the show, Matt Caro. Friend Google's of the show. Uh, yep. New album out <laughs> on Bandcamp. Isn't Jamal Murray Canadian? Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no. Bandcamp. No, you got it. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, he's going to spill American uh, blood that day. I have a compulsion <laughs> to name Canadian people uh, whenever I hear their names. I have the same thing, but with New Jersey. Uh, (laughs) I can't not do it. (laughs) I think number four is Nets Celtics for me. Mm, Kyrie Irving from New Jersey. Hey, okay. (laughs) See, sometimes you don't have to wait a long time for a callback. You can just do it immediately. (laughs) Why wait? I'm actually, I'm definitely going to watch the Nets-Celtics game, but I, only because yeah. I'm hoping to watch the Nets tromp the Celtics, which I mean, they won't, but I want that. I, really I secretly do, think that this is going to be a much better game than you guys think, maybe. Okay, here we go. Like, we're getting the Nets maybe back. Presumably, both Durant and Kyrie will be playing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if they're there, it'll be such a great game. And they're, like, on and themselves. Oh, man. It would be, like... I'm so Very excited to see and Durant it's, back. It's Nets at Boston too, so I yeah. don't know what the fan situation is going to be like. But if there are fans there, like they fucking hate Kyrie, so yeah. that's going to add like another fun layer. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure Kyrie was booed by the fans when he was still on the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> see that rocks. <laughs> I think uh, this game is going to be like chippy and fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can that's, see that. Yeah, that's the game I'm most likely to watch, like I said. I don't know that it's going to be the best game on the list, but it's the one I'm probably going to watch. Okay, uh, so what's personally. number four? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have, like, a thing where I see the name the Mavericks and I get bored, but it's not their fault. It's just, like, <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I never watch Mavericks games. I'm sorry. Duncan Mavericks. hates Dirk. Yeah, there's too many honkies <laughs> on, on the, the Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I think Mavericks Lakers is gonna be fun. I mean, you got you got Luca versus LeBron. That should be good. Yeah. I actually think Warriors Bucks is gonna be not a very good game. Yeah, I agree. Warriors with like just Steph Curry back is like not fun. I was hoping it was gonna be Curry and Clay. I don't mind about the rest of them, but like Clay being out is very sad to me. Yeah, Clay fucking yeah, rocks, and that's a huge bummer. He is my favorite warrior of like. Yeah, the big it'll be exciting guys to... for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's I'll be excited to see Steph Curry back in action, regardless. Me too. Uh, you know, and it, it, I mean, like the Bucks are. I don't know. It'll be similarly. It'll be interesting to see what Giannis has to bring this year. Yeah. If anything. I think yeah. how you feel about the Mavericks <laughs> is how I feel about the Bucks. I just I, see the I name and I get sort camp, of bored. Yeah. I'm just like I. I mean, oh yeah. really? Giannis is like a phenomenon, but like I don't know. I just don't care about. 
anyone. Uh, Chris Middleton? Like, <laughs> am I supposed to be excited to watch Chris Middleton play? I don't know. <laughs> Chris Middleton's fine. He's fine. The Bucks are fine. That's. I don't have any animosity towards them. I just they're like fine. They don't. They don't bring fire to your heart. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. the Mavericks. Like I'd much rather watch <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets like train wreck than than just like a solid good team. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's why I think the Nets-Celtics game is interesting also, yeah. because it's just like, they're just two interesting teams. Even when they're not good, they're still interesting. That's know? true. I mean, <laughs> Nets, Nets got Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm always they happy to see heart. Spencer Dinwiddie. They got Dinwiddie. heart. They got pluck. They do. They got pluck. I feel like the Nets... Yeah, exactly. The Nets are like, like... I feel like they're the perfect... They're in a way like the perfect hometown team. Like, they're not amazing, but they're never terrible. Like, they're not, like... As far as you could do a lot worse for like teams that are just like a train ride away to go see, like the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, sorry. sorry, Matt, but <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I mean, I am a huge Knicks fan, as anyone who's talked to me about basketball knows. But um, I do there because no one loves the Nets. They're, they do yeah. have a certain appeal. Because, like, New York is a Knicks city. It'll always be a Knicks city. No yeah. one really yeah. gives a shit about – only only people who give – who actually care about the Nets in any real way are kids who that yes. is their first team that they knew about. So they're not going to have a real fan base for, like, another 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a weird way, that does make them – a little bit of a fun like the Clippers you know except yeah. they're not this version of the Clippers but there's like a fun underdog you know little brother thing that gives them some appeal which even as a Knicks fan I can I can admit that for yeah sure. there's a scrappiness to the Nets for sure yeah. I would say the biggest thing that the Nets have against them is the graphic design <laughs> <laughs> you go to name. that stadium but yeah the name is the name is kind of lame but you go to that stadium and it's just like okay everything's gray the court is painted gray the jerseys are gray it's just like it's like it's no fun yeah it's really it's like the designer walked around brooklyn and was like i've got this yeah. walked <laughs> yes. around brooklyn in <laughs> february <laughs> yeah <laughs> saw no one yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know who I will say, if, all right, Miami I've Heat. seen downtown Brooklyn. I think I've mentioned this before, but yeah. uh, if the Brooklyn Nets really wanted to make a name for themselves, they would go back to what their original name was as floated when they first moved from the ABA to the NBA. There was a lot of talk about how they should be called the New Jersey Swamp Dragons. <laughs> and if the Nets <laughs> their name to the fucking Swamp Dragons, I would toss out all my names. <laughs> right now and i would be the most fan of the fucking swamp oh my god this i vow oh i would love to make millions of dollars just to start an nba team called the swamp dragons (laughs) absolutely anyway i think that is going to be i i think that should be the name for whenever we the three of us do this Version the swamp swamp dragons. Yeah, the swamp dragons. I immediately is, uh, shot my. <laughs> this is Swamp Dragons episode one. Is what's going on right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for people to yeah. see the title oh, of this sure. episode Very in the exciting. feed, and then be like, "Oh, Swamp Dragons! What's that about?" And then we arrive <laughs> here at the end of the episode <laughs> at the name. 
Oh, so we do have on oh, the Jersey go front. Go yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. You're wrapping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, no, we've got 10 minutes. I want to hear this somewhere Jersey else thing. in the episode. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, you know, the Toronto Raptors Jersey, you've seen the logo, you've seen the dinosaur. Have you seen the Tampa version that someone made? Oh God, no. I'm looking it up right now. Me too. It is spectacular. It's on the Toronto Raptors Twitter. It's not official. They didn't make it, but they liked it so much they shared it because it is fabulous. It is fantastic. It's on the Raptors Twitter? Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have sent this ahead as a resource, but it's... (laughs) No, no. So it's... (laughs) I didn't know if I had remembered to bring it up, but when you said gray jerseys, I knew what I wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Listeners, do yourself a favor, Google. It's you got it's real. That's real smart. It's so beautiful. The raptor (laughs) is wearing a Hawaiian shirt (laughs) and sunglasses, and it says Tampa where it usually says Toronto. (laughs) Oh, that rocks! And it's in light blue and Lincoln instead of the regular raptor. It's sort of like it looks a little like it's everything. I want it. Miami Vice jerseys a little bit. Oh man, yeah, yeah, shit, fuck, Emily. Did you find it? This was very. This was very (laughs) worth stopping the wrap up for good i'm sorry i just needed you to know everybody <laughs> check it out everyone to know everybody who's listening check it out uh it's very fun <laughs> all um, right you may continue well i wanted to make sure we have time to talk about uh in these last few minutes um every the website that everyone loves to hate the ringer headed by a man who everyone loves to hate even more, Bill Simmons was written up very negatively in the New York Times a couple weeks ago. Uh, the headline is hilarious in and of itself, which is, at the ringer, staff writers say they are second string. Very lame sports metaphor in the title. <laughs> it is... Illuminated by the subheader, which is the influx of star podcasters looms over a dispute between the union and managers at the Spotify-owned digital media company founded by Bill Simmons. So essentially, people's compl- the staff writers' complaints is that because they are in the union, they think Bill Simmons is trying to bust them a little bit by hiring all these like random celebrities as, as hosts of podcasts on the Ringer Network that are hired as contractors and therefore are not union eligible and it kind of puts this ceiling on where the staffers are like able to go and like get more exposure etc etc but the best thing is that what is revealed in this article is that bill simmons if you work for him and you do something he doesn't like will unfollow you on twitter that is the funniest pettiest thing it's it's very good if you tweet in support of the ringer union you will unfollow you yeah what a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. So here's, it's like, go ahead. In, yeah, in no. case you wondered if their worries held water. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, there's a little lag on my end. I apologize. Oh, no so I'm problem. not always trying to talk over here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, a, <laughs> like if you were wondering if the, like what, if their complaints held water, him unfollowing them on Twitter tells you immediately how he feels about the union. <laughs> 
just yeah. like, oh no, this is a massive fuck you. They're absolutely right. Oh, it's so <laughs> this lame. guy is petty. It's so lame, and it's, it's so like dumb. my my earnest opinion about this is like I it is very cool that this kind of website media company whatever exists. Like in this, like the the internet used to be awash with sites like this that would like kind of do sports, they would kind of do pop culture, they would do like long form pieces. It was like a it, you know it was like a career for people for like eight ten years uh there was like a the the internet was great for this kind of thing they're all gone now except for the ringer and like like one or two others so it's like they are this weird standard bearer or like torch carrier in a way for like a certain kind of way that people use the internet which is like hanging out on websites and like in the comment boards and stuff and it's just getting just just like he's fucking it up at every turn it's real sad and bill simmons strikes me as one of these people who like you would think he would have uh better politics than he does better politics but also like sympathy for writers going up against their organization considering that he left ESPN under this exact kind of bullshit. Yes. Like, right. told what to do and, like, not being able to say what he wants to say and all this shit. And you, you would think that he would have complete sympathy for these staff writers. Totally. Also, and like... Yet, it's, it's, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say, and yet, like, I feel like he's becoming one of these rich, successful people that thinks that their experience is the only, like, lived experience. And Totally. He can just be like, well if they don't like it, they should just do what I did and go start a hugely yeah. successful website. I don't, I mean, it happened for me, so I don't know why it can happen for them. And it's just like, right. Come well, on. it's also like, like these are people who are like coming up at the ringer, right? It's like, it's like not the name writers. Mm-hmm. It's like people who are like getting their, their, their start there. Um, and it's like when he was getting his start, like at local Boston newspapers, like, it was like the, the 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 working conditions for journalists were so much better. There was no internet sucking money away from like newspapers and publishing companies left and right. Like there was so yeah. much more available to him. And the fact that he can't like recognize that like this is one of the few things that they can do to just get a little bit of that security is like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's so short-sighted in terms of like the business working and like mm-hmm. being able to like, create a brand long term kind of includes raising your own stars not just like occasionally hiring other people it's like if you can make those people into people people want to hear from then you have a site that more people I mean like it's already an incredibly popular site but like long term that is cheaper for you and better than like just paying one-off shots to like massive celebrities I think that's I think that's a great raising they're leaving right isn't that Jason Concepcion who was like you know, he's a Knicks fan, so I loved, like, hearing him talk hoops. But he's, he's also great, a though. huge star there with, like, Binge Mode was one of their most popular podcasts. NBA like, Desktop, he was NBA so funny. NBA Desktop, Emmy winner. Like, he is, he was one of their main homegrown stars who, I mean, I think if you read between the lines of all this stuff, it seems like he got pissed off and left. Mm-hmm. And he's been very vocal yeah. politically on Twitter, uh, so I'm sure that, any sort of vague union busting does not rub rub him the right way. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm totally reading into it, but um, yeah, but, it seems yeah. like yeah, he it seems Bill Simmons sort of just drove someone like him away. Yeah, 
That's one of the big yeah. losses, I think, is because like that guy's that guy has one of the best like attitudes about this whole thing that I can imagine. Like he's clearly super smart, uh, and like his heart is in the right place and has great politics and everything. But his like the stuff that he creates is like so fun and light, and it's just like it's full of like emphasis and joy. And I just like I don't know. It's like you can't la- let that guy go. Like you can't fuck it up with that guy. He's one of the I mean, guys. he's a star. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. if you can't get along with him, what's the matter with you? <laughs> yes. Ugh, <laughs> oh, man. Gets my goat. Know, it's, it's a real bummer. And yet I still listen to, you know, all of his podcasts. So yeah, what's wrong with me? I know. We're 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 trapped. We're trapped in it. I know. Well, well I guess what we're trying he's, to say He's he's our he's our Woody Allen. We still <laughs> love the art. <laughs> You gotta separate the uh, art from the artist. You gotta separate the podcast from the podcast. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The book of basketball is his Annie Hall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think oh, that's, funny. that's the note we have to go out on because we're <laughs> <laughs> Matt, We are as always the swamp dragons. <laughs> yes, exactly. Matt, people should listen to Pod Cusack, right? Yes, please. Uh, if you're interested in movies or me, uh, <laughs> like, uh, subscribe to Pod Cusack. You can find it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. We just every every episode's a different Pod Cusack or a different John Cusack movie that we do a deep dive on. Colby's been on a couple. Uh, check it out; it's it's fun. And if you're interested in food, Emily Dunkers might be your ticket here. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you like to watch people cook okay online, uh, you might like me. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Emily Slam Duncan. That's Emily Slam, D-U-N-C-A-N. Um, uh, and through there, you can find my YouTube channel. You can find my website or whatever else. But yeah, I cook on Epicurious. I'm around in the world. I talk a lot. Uh, and I'm always delighted to hear from other people. And I would say, Emily, that they should start with the video where you try to make ketchup at home. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go to my YouTube channel. Actually, my YouTube is just youtube.com slash Emily Duncan. I managed to get that in. Nice. <laughs> uh, so it's E-M-I-L-Y-D-U-N-C-A-N. Uh, and yeah, check out me trying to make homemade ketchup. It's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh well thanks you guys for coming back on the show it's always so fun to talk to you and people should check out radio free brooklyn also they got some stuff going on okay bye bye hi this is jimmy well that's the end of the music but it's not the end of the show for those of you computer literate parrot heads out there stick this cd into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes